Welcome to Black Feminist Rants, where we center conversations on reproductive justice and activism. I am your host, Lakia Williams, and let's begin. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Black Feminist Rants. I'm so excited to be back to recording BFR content. For those of you who don't know, I just graduated college in May started working all the things so i've been on a little bit of a hiatus but bfr has been hard at work which is actually what i want to talk about really quickly before we get to the episode so if you haven't yet please subscribe to our newsletter the link will be down below in the description box but if you can only do one thing please fill out the audience survey which is also in the description box this is really going to help us understand what type of content you want to see what type of guest speakers you want on the podcast how you engage with the podcast and it's going to be really helpful for us so please 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 fill out the audience survey um but yeah okay enough intros let's get into this week's episode so as you may know, this week is hashtag free the pill fest, which is a week long of programming and education around birth control and the efforts to make birth control more accessible by making it an over the counter option similar to emergency contraception. So in honor of free the pill fest and because urge is the sponsor of this week's episode, I want to discuss all things birth control. So this episode will be broken into two parts, one, a brief history of birth control in the US and two, barriers to accessing birth control. So as many of you already know, birth control is simply contraception or a way to control one's reproduction. And people have found ways to control the reproduction for centuries through various means, but today I'm going to be talking about the modern methods of birth control and really focusing on the pill birth control. So if I say birth control, I'm probably speaking synonymously with the pill format, although there are several methods of birth control outside of the pill such as the IUD, the depot shot, the withdrawal method or pull-out method, condoms, a whole sort of different birth control options, but today I'm gonna to be focusing on the pill. And while birth control is necessary for the full liberation of people with uteruses and is a critical component of full reproductive health care, we cannot discuss birth control without mentioning its racist inception in the US. So let's get into a little bit of the history of birth control. So the concept of birth control did not become popularized in the US until the 1900s because of a woman named Margaret Sanger who is credited with coining the term in 1914. In the same year that Margaret Sanger coined the term birth control, she also began giving people, mostly women, information about birth control through her magazine, Woman Rebel. So this magazine was a really big deal at the time because it was actually illegal to send information about birth control and abortion through the mail because of the Comstock laws. But Sanger was like, I'm going to give people the information that they need regardless of the laws. And because of her work, she was actually arrested for violating the Comstock laws and faced 45 years in prison, which caused her to flee to Europe. And then a year later, she returned back to the US. But she didn't stop there. When she returned to the US, she began a birth control clinic in 1916. She also went on to found what is now known as Planned Parenthood today and has done a lot of work around popularizing birth control in the US. So Margaret Sanger initially began her activism around birth control as a feminist politic. Sanger believed that women would not be liberated until we had full control of our lives and our reproduction. She also believed that access to birth control would allow women to express their sexuality without the risk of pregnancy. However, these beliefs are the exact reason why Sanger began to lose support for birth control. 
Margaret Sanger's largest supporter for birth control was, of course, the women's movement. But the women's movement did not want to be associated with Sanger and birth control because of the perceived immorality of sexual pleasure that Margaret Sanger was promoting and the women's movement's emphasis on the virtue of motherhood, which is not something that Sanger was focusing on or even cared about. Because Sanger was losing the support of the women's movement, she had to realign herself with something that would garner support around birth control. So what did she do? She did what white women do and she aligned herself with the racist eugenics movement. This is exceedingly sinister because eugenics was the study of how to increase desirable characteristics in society or population, largely by reducing the reproduction of people who were considered inferior. And so of course the people that were considered inferior were people of color, black people, and people who were disabled. Eugenicists also opposed social programs that improved the quality of life for poor people because they believed that improving their quality of life would increase their reproduction and increase the undesirable traits in society that poor people inevitably had. Sanger also went on to propose the Negro Project in 1938 which asserted that an increase in birth control clinics and access in predominantly black neighborhoods in the South would help curtail the growth of the black community. Margaret Sanger was quoted saying that, and I quote, equality of political power has thus been bestowed upon the lowest elements of our population. And therefore, it is the representatives of this grade of intelligence who may destroy our liberties. In this statement, she is literally saying that by increasing the political power of black people, we are, we as in white people are contributing to our own demise because they are taking over and ruining this country. The literal words of a racist. Now, many people argue that Sanger was not racist because of her alignment with the racist eugenics movement, but instead she, that she used the tools that were available to her to ensure that all people would have access to birth control. No matter what you believe, the fact of the matter is that Sanger used black people as a mechanism to reach her goal. The legacy of her writings and the policies and people she supported have lasting effects for the black community today. Dorothy Roberts captures this perfectly in her book, Killing the Black Body, which if you know me, you know I'm always raving about this book. I'm literally a fan of Dorothy Roberts. And the quote is, The language of eugenics did more than legitimate birth control. It defined the purpose of birth control, shaping the meaning of reproductive freedom. Birth control became a means of controlling a population rather than a means of increasing women's reproductive autonomy. Birth control in America was defined from the movement's inception in terms of race and could never be properly understood apart from race again. I think this quote captures perfectly, you know, impact over intent and I, I don't understand why people can't really just grapple with the fact that it doesn't matter what she intended or what you know she wanted to happen the fact of the matter is that she supported racist ideology and we are still living with that impact today and an organization such as Planned Parenthood that was created by white people that serves white people even though it has a black president today it cannot look at the black community and tell us that we need to get over what Margaret Sanger has done I saw an email from the current president who is a black woman um, and she just she just belittled Margaret Sanger's role in the eugenics movement and the racism that she perpetuated. And that is such a disrespect. You have to own up and just be honest about it. Don't try to, you know, talk about it, but make it seem really small. Like, no, talk about the actual harm that was done to community. And until you do that, you're not allowed to serve community because you don't even know what it means to be in community with someone if you're going to continue to perpetuate that type of harm.
And to me, I don't even argue whether Margaret Sanger was a racist or isn't a racist, whether she just aligned herself just to advance her political agenda. That doesn't matter because the fact of the matter is that she had a lasting effect on policy and the perception of black people in this country. And we are still dealing with that today. And so it doesn't matter what her intentions were because the impact is that she was a racist, whether she meant it or not, whether it was an act or not what the impact was is that it was racism and so that's all that matters to me um so i don't sit and argue whether she believed it or not it does not matter um and even though birth control is a necessary component of reproductive health care and family planning and margaret sanger had a very large role in that and a very important role in that its inception in the u.s was centered around racism and i don't think that can be forgotten and for people who say that Sanger cared about poor people and poor black people and, and that she said what was needed to make birth control accessible, why is it that there are still so many barriers to accessing birth control for BIPOC people? It is very ironic that birth control advocacy once used anti-black racism and the promise to reduce the rate of black reproduction in order to garner support around contraception. And now it is marginalized groups who have to advocate for better access to birth control, which is now a staple of reproductive health care. So people used black people as a scapegoat to make birth control accessible and to, in today's times we have to fight tooth and nail to even have accessible contraception in our community. It literally highlights how black people are seen as disposable. Use us to get what you need and then discard us. And of course most of the barriers that BIPOC people are experiencing today when accessing birth control connect directly to capitalism and white supremacy. So two very large barriers to accessing birth control, the pill birth control, is the prescription requirement and cost slash insurance. Requiring prescriptions for the pill birth control is so unnecessary and we know it's unnecessary because emergency contraception or plan B is readily available over the counter. Emergency contraception is a similar medication to the pill birth control, so why is one deemed over the counter and the other one requires a prescription. Prescriptions are a barrier because if you don't have health insurance, you now have to pay to see your provider to get a prescription. And even if you do have health insurance, you probably have to pay some out-of-pocket fees to get your prescription. And then even getting to the appointment, you know, transportation, a barrier, as well as scheduling an appointment during the very limited clinic hours, which usually conflict with, you know, your typical nine to five working hours. And by having birth control readily available over the counter where you can just pick it up at your local pharmacy like Walgreens or CVS means that people can better control their bodies and their reproduction because they can easily go and pick up their birth control without having to schedule an appointment and get a prescription and wait for the prescription to be filled. It's now more in their control. And this is also such a side note, but the amount of trauma that can be involved with going to a healthcare provider just being able to limit the amount of interactions that people have to have with providers seems like the best option. I know there's so much fat phobia within the medical industrial complex and just the whole having to be weighed process and blood pressure. And I know it's really important to be knowledgeable of where your standing is health-wise, but if that is a traumatic experience for you, we should be able to forego all of that and just give people access to the care that they need with the least amount of hassle. Luckily, there has been a group of activists and scholars at IBIS Healthcare who have been advocating for over-the-counter birth control options as well as URGE and the Free the Pill Fest 
and advocates for youth and i'm sure many other reproductive justice organizations so definitely tune into the work that they are doing and support them and find ways to also advocate for over-the-counter birth control also if you've been following bfr for a while you know i've had my reproductive health scare earlier in the year and i had to get on birth control to mitigate my symptoms um, which was a whole other thing because I never wanted to get on birth control. So even if you don't think that you would ever need to get on birth control, whether you don't engage in sex that could result in pregnancy or for whatever reason, just know if you have a uterus, you may need or even elect to get on birth control. And birth control does a lot more than just prevent pregnancy and terminate pregnancy. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and for supporting BFR. Definitely check out Urge and Free the Pill Fest. I'll have them linked in the description to learn more about this topic. Um, there's going to be a lot of creators creating content around birth control this week, so definitely check that out. Um, and please, 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 please uh, fill out the audience survey, which will also be in the description box. And of course, subscribe to the newsletter and just follow us on social media and all the things. Um, if you want to chat or whatever, hit me up my DMs. I'm going to be really responsive on my DMs from now on. Um, so thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you.